0: Good morning and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. Welcome to the Hard Luck Show. Got my partner. My partner's in Dallas. What's up,
1: partner? Hey, it's Chumahan, elegant barbarian, Southern Californian, uh, American Indian.
0: And my name is Larry, and I'm a Leo. (laughs) We also have uh,
1: Larry the Leo. (laughs) (laughs) Also, uh, old
0: blue eyes himself.
1: Sean Lewis, certified audio professional. Engineer, engineer, no tech for the Hard Luck
2: Show. No technician today.
0: Engineer and cameraman. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to another episode of the Hard Luck Show. And today I want to welcome back a guest that we had on, good friend of mine, West Side let welcome back Jack Creeper to the show. show. What's up? Yeah. What's up? Peace. What up,
2: G? What up, doggy? What's going Hello. on? Good to see you,
0: bro. What's going on, birthday boy?
2: Nah, man. You know, living the dream.
0: Yes, you are. It's just uh, staying sober. Sober a long time. How many years now? Thirty-six. Thirty-six. Think about that, Chumahan. March third. Double, double digits. Thirty-six, our,
1: our friend. Well, actually, actually, uh, I do think about it quite a bit. I remember uh, Creepers' last show; he had a lot of excellent, excellent insights. And maybe he might at some point want to weigh in on on the tragedy that befell me, and uh-huh. and give his two cents on whether or not I got to sure. restart my time. tour.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe. Well, I, think, yeah. I think, I think, I think, I think. Fucking Jack should be sponsoring Lepke. <laughs> What do you think of I'm that, Chuan? Throw me under the bus, huh? not even.
1: What do you think, Chuan?
0: <laughs> big
2: left. That's a full time job, Spons- right there, dog. Lefke,
1: well, he's got the right credentials in the right amount of time. Mm-hmm. But that's a big, big job.
2: Well, he's got a he's got a lot of information. You know, he's the type of dude that like he's been around a long time.
0: He's almost got too much information,
2: and that's the thing. It's like almost. I've met people who have had time and gone out and, um, you know, my best advice to them is to basically forget everything you think you know about fucking staying sober because it clearly didn't work. Right. But, you know, it's tough, man. When you have that knowledge and you're like, you know what I mean? But it says in the, in, well, I mean, we can be quoting the big book, you know, self-knowledge avails us nothing. nothing, but
1: zero. That, think about that. Self-knowledge <laughs> avails us nothing. That's not, a, um, you know, that's not a soft statement. There's no room for you know, redefining terms. Come it on, says God. self-knowledge avails us nothing. I mean, think Still. about this.
2: I got 36 years. I've been cleaning this over 36. I've been doing this for 36 years. Every day, 24-7. Imagine being a surgeon for 36 years. You'll never forget how to fucking do that surgery. You'll do that surgery fucking in a blackout. You know what I mean? There's nothing that's ever gonna come up where you're never gonna be able to do that surgery or a mechanic ever, you know, be able to do breaks unless you physically can't do it. If you've been doing breaks for thirty six years. Right. But you forget you you take one fucking drink and you forget how to fucking be a fucking human being. True. Because you're just fucking a maniac. True. You know what I mean? One drink. Crawling underneath the fucking house, knocking on the floor, trying to get your ex girlfriend's attention. You know, what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you thought it was a good because you thought it was a good idea. I did that. I did some shit. I wasn't reading your inventory, Holmes. No. God damn it! <laughs> but did you know go what I mean? Out of my it's house, like, though. you know. It's mm-hmm. like I mean. I've heard stories where you know people have like had substantial amount of sobriety, gone out because they thought that they weren't an alcoholic anymore and, you know, start drinking, and then within, you know, a short amount of time, they're fucking cracked out, spun out, you know, crawling these somebody's house with a restraining order on them, trying no. to get their attention. You know what I mean? Because they thought Dude, it was a good crazy, idea. Bro. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, in that fucking time, just that, just from picking up a drink, you forget how to fucking stay sober. You forget, you know what I mean? It's weird, you know? Shit. But I know I'll never forget how to do a set of breaks. Right. You know what I mean? I know yeah. how to do
0: breaks. Jumahan, run your story
1: down to down. Mm. To him.
2: What, what, what do we got?
1: Yeah. All right. So here we go, Mr. Uh, Creeper. Jack. Um, Creeper, Jack. Creeper's retired. Jack Creeper. Creeper's retired. You should do, like, a a sober version of the uh, actions, you know, Jack Reacher, but it would (laughs) be in society. Yeah, Jack Creeper. Jack Creeper instead of Jack Reacher. You're fighting against, like, Lepke's. (laughs) (laughs) No. Coming in and out of one city to the next and then with the next Uh Lepke in the next city. There's a Lepke right? (laughs) So Lepke in
0: every city. there's always. what we got? What,
2: What happened?
1: So, this is what happened. Probably about, I would say, a month ago now, I came into the studio where you're sitting, Mm -hmm. and if you look on that table, Mm -hmm. you will see that there are some orange candies right there. Do you mean the ones that say CBD? Mm -hmm. They're the ones that say CBD. Okay. All right. (laughs) So, unbeknownst, Wait, why is the? I saw I saw Mr. Cooper's eyes go. No, wide.
2: I'm just. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's. You no, know, I'm, I'm waiting to hear. No, I saw the eyes. What <clears throat> was
1: the eyes? Just give me a sense of that. Just, just. I don't know. T- I'm
2: just. He tell finishes. <coughs> excuse me. Finish the story. Uh huh.
1: It, okay. it was more. Curious, it was
2: more of a curious. That was more of a curious. Like, yeah. okay.
0: He wasn't saying nothing. He was just like, uh, oh, okay,
1: let's hear where this goes. Yeah.
2: So the ones with the say CBD yeah. on them. Mm-hmm. Uh huh.
1: They say CBD on them. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I held, I ate four and a half, just popped them into my mouth like they were gummy bears. All
0: right. Well, they are gummy rings. <laughs> They're peach cream gummy, gummy rings. Gummy rings? Yeah, gummy what rings. <laughs> the gummy That's rings. So, I right try right try
1: there. To keep this on an even keel. Let's okay. try to keep
0: <laughs> Not gummy <laughs> one bears. Issue. One,
1: <laughs> one issue at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm. So I was doing an interview and about... 20 minutes into that interview, I was high as fuck, Mr. Creeper. Mm -hmm. High as fuck. And I was high probably for the next two days. Uh Uh-oh. Mr. Creeper now is, he wants to investigate the (coughs) camp? Two days, you were high. (laughs) I was high for two days. Steve's like, yeah, come on. Four and a half. All right. He's got glasses on. Creeper has mm. put on glasses. I have to have
2: glasses. I can't read shit.
1: And I, I wear glasses. Pain
2: relief, too. calm, relaxation, natural sleep, reduced stress. It reduce does say stress. no
0: THC on the top.
1: It does say that. It's got a little like cross through the THC, is like in. Where is that at? Uh, right on the on the top of the label, right below where it says a thousand milligrams of whatever. Which says a thousand oh, milligrams. Right THC free. So, right. I was high as fuck. I was definitely high. I've never been that high in my life, even back in the old days and whatever. I was so high that I caught oh, up. Sh- Steve's helping Mr. No, T. no, what no. Did he just- I, I was just looking at this. No, he's spectrum. just
2: pointing at the, you know, what it says. On
1: right. I, I, listen, it's out of my hands. I don't have any control Well, the shit already
0: happened.
2: So yeah, no, let's just, just
0: get past that part. The shit already happened. Yeah. Well, this is how. I... Ain't going go reverse law. time. Let's right. find out from so, the boss so, so, so. what were you if you're innocent or guilty. But the more well, you're no t- you t- t- yourself in a fucking guilty there's conviction. There's no innocent or guilty. No,
1: no, no, no. Listen, I didn't realize I had a prosecutor in the room. I didn't realize I had a... <laughs> there's no innocent or guilty.
2: First of all, prosecutor or, uh, or but
1: the truth of the matter, no, the, truth of the matter is, is count, I, I was definitely high as fuck. He was and um, and uh, and I. Uh, and so the question is: Do I have to restart my time?
2: Well, do you have a
1: sponsor? I do not at right, this time. So I do yourself. not, my friend. Well, but I told my wife, and I told everyone in the in the podcast land. And I mean, well, I didn't hide. There was listen, no hiding. It.
2: This is this is the, the the bottom line. Is the decision is yours. You know what you did, whether or not it was intentional, whether or not you why you did it. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't, I don't believe somebody who is in a bar that picks up a fucking drink that doesn't know that it's a drink and drinks it is loses their time. <clears throat> Do I think they should have smelt it first? Probably. You know what I mean? But you know, it's whatever. It's your own, it's your own experience, and nobody can take that from you except for yourself. Um, you know, when I took, when I had my surgery, my knee replacement, I took CBD and even uh, they even had THC gummies. Um, as a, as an alternative to taking Norco's as my pain reliever, you know what I mean? That was my decision. It wasn't prescribed by the doctor, but I chose to do that. It's my deal. You know what I mean? I don't. I I know I didn't abuse them. I know that I didn't do it to get high. Um, you know, it's just a it's a that's a that's a soul thing. You know what I mean? It's something. It's something that you yourself have to just you know come and come and you know come to grips with or figure out and and you know go with it. You know what I mean? Who knows? You know what I mean. I mean, for now, don't don't do shit. You don't have to do shit. You know what I mean. It's it's your own it's your life. You know what I mean. So, if in a year or whatever you feel, you know what? Fuck, I'm gonna restart my time or whatever. You know what I mean. It is what it is. You know what I mean. It's just a fucking number. Um.
1: Well, that's true. Part of me feels like so. Part of me feels like for sure it was unintentional. One thousand percent. Why? Why? But I mean, you took
2: me, them. You took them. Why? Because you thought it was just candy.
1: Yeah, I didn't take it because I well, I knew it had CBD. Right, Sean had eaten them. Right, salmon was going
2: to eat some. I mean, it's like everybody is, it was
0: everybody eating them, and nobody was getting high off. Them, yeah, see, that's my thing. I don't. So I mean, he <clears> took it, and then he <throat> got high off of it, and everybody was like, "How is he high?" But well, you you took the Delta Eight ones that got you high, right? Yeah, but I taken those, and those didn't get me high. They
2: didn't.
0: I've eaten them. have all them. I, this, All this is helping.
2: Well, you have a you have an ailment. You know what I mean. I mean, I believe... I'm a firm believer. He's the only I one know, that got high off of these
1: is what no, I'm saying. No. I mean, I don't know. I know, I, that, I I know that I took... I'll be, I'll be I, I, I know when I, I had my surgery... did not intend... I did not yeah. eat those thinking these are going to get me high. And I'm well, yeah, I mean, to you're seeing Steve eating
2: them. Sure. Steve's been eating them. You've probably seen him eating them. You're like, fuck, he's not getting high. You know what I mean? I know when I had my surgery, I took fucking oxys. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God... The whole time I was in my recovery, I never once felt high from taking those oxys
0: because it was just killing the pain. Exactly, that's it was that's doing, what it was I just doing to do it was, it was, just was doing, doing the job. It was doing the job. I never got my nose open. No,
2: nope. the only thing that it did is it actually kept me awake. It helped me. It made it to where I couldn't sleep well at night. I couldn't go to sleep, and well,
1: that's so what that was does. and that's why,
2: and that's why I told them when I when I did the second surgery, I'm like, you know, can you give me Norco's instead? And then they wound up prescribing Tylenol all three as a to help me sleep at night, to take as an alternative to the NORCO so that I can go to sleep. But then I was just like once I did that, I just started taking the C B D and the THC ones to help me go to the ones that are labeled for sleepy and that should knock me out. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? It was fucking perfect. You know what I mean? And I never once felt But
1: But, Mr Creeper, Mm -hmm. I also do acknowledge there was some part of me that also felt like it really is just a number. Like, it would, does it really matter how much time I've stacked up? It does from an experience standpoint, well, but at the end of the day, it does the me. point is to be sober.
2: It does from an ego standpoint, mostly, you know what I mean? <laughs> I think. I mean, yeah, I know I'm extremely fucking, you know, prideful of my sobriety. You know what I mean? I've been clean and sober for a long time, and so, you know what I mean? I, I take that, you know, like a badge of honor, you know? And so I'm sure you do also. You know, I don't know how much time you have, but. But, you know, the decision is yours. You know, it's whether or not how you feel 21 with
1: yourself. Years, 21 years. But, like, for, for me, though, I mean, really talking about it, uh, I genu- you're right. There is an accomplishment factor to it. But yeah. at the end of the day, sobriety is really about not state of picking mind. up. That's, it's yeah. really about not picking up.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean. It might even be a bigger <clears throat> flex if you said, I had 21 years accidentally got high but i'm so fucking i don't give a shit that I'm gonna start over
2: well you don't i mean i mean i know people who have had similar experiences and <clears throat> and it's not even so much that they started over they just own it and they're accountable for it they're like okay i did this it was a mistake i mean i fucked up i you know what i mean or i didn't even fuck up i i was you know other people were taking them and didn't get high i took him and got high i felt high you know what i mean but it wasn't intentional and and just you know it's my story, you know. What I mean, it's nobody's story but your own. You know what I mean?
0: I've heard. I've actually right. heard people in meetings get up and be like, or share and be like, "I got thirty five years of sobriety, uh, with the exception of some brownies that I had in eighty four. Nobody right. told me about. <laughs> I ate a brownie. Yeah. And uh, but they own it, but it's not yeah. interfering with their time. Yeah. Right?
2: It's not like they didn't yeah. use it as an excuse to fucking go out and fucking go balls to the right. wall. You know what I mean? <clears throat> I mean yeah so i mean it's your it's your story just add it to your story you know what i mean or whatever or do what you feel comfortable doing you know what i mean it's all that's all it is
0: see how uh jack's real smart the way he says things you know
1: oh well he's, he's got 36 years bro oh, yeah oh.
0: gotta do what you
2: got it's just a matter of what it is it's just yeah i mean it's your it's your story it's your truth you know what i mean and that's it you know
1: uh, yeah, like that's almost the the way Jack lays that out. It, it's it's so like Yoda sobriety that he could even. It,
0: but yeah, because you're speaking just the truth of like this program, Yoda. not a bunch of opinions and other yeah. Things. I
2: mean, the people are gonna. hear I mean, if you yeah, but, you include this in your story, say, and you speak at a meeting, and you or you tell you know, I mean, obviously somebody's gonna fucking have it in their mind. They're gonna fucking judge you or whatever you know, what I mean. But they're fucking they're judgmental fucking people. Exactly, you're gonna get judged anyway. So it's like, no, it's, but, but it's your truth, you know do. what I mean? So it's like, if you're comfortable with your truth and how you live, that's it, you know what I mean? It's you don't have to fucking answer to nobody but your God, you know what I
0: mean? Well, I think maybe what were we talking about, Jack sponsoring you?
1: <laughs> you yeah, mate. I was just uh, thinking. To be honest, as he was talking, I was just, I was just thinking that my friend I could see it in your eye. That's why I said it. I can't see. I can't see. Yeah. It. see, yeah. I I can't see. You yeah. can see him. I can't. Oh yeah, see yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause he
0: knows deep inside but, he he's sponsoring hmm. himself. Well, that's what we do. I've done
2: it. I've done I it did. too. We all know
0: what I did. I did it for a long
2: time. We all know what I did.
1: No, but <clears> what <throat> I think is 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 super uh, Yoda-ish about what what Jack is saying is he's like, well. It's your story, your truth, and it's between you and your God. So he on said, the one hand, it sounds like he might be saying, Yeah, it's fine, just add it to your story. On the other hand, it's like it's, it could also be like, Yeah, you know what's up. Like you can it's between you, it's your truth, homie. If you wanna act listen, like that, then go ahead. It could cut both listen, ways. You
2: wanna hear you wanna hear my story? Hmm. Yes. Okay. You in the last show I've shared um about about my trauma and some of the shit that happened when I was a kid, um, <clears throat> and coming to grips with fucking that happening to me. And as a result of that, I've been in therapy. I I, I plugged my therapist, Doctor Jaffe, and uh, his and his wife. They're you know amazing, and he does these uh, retreats and shit like that. So I went on this men's retreat couple months ago about a month ago actually a little over a month ago and uh, part of the retreat was four dudes and him and another dude who was a cook and you know it was just a seven day fucking retreat up in Temecula in this fucking nice mansion house and uh just fucking meditating diving deep into our fucking traumas and our shit and getting in touch with fucking who we are and what we do and what we what we did as a kid and what was done to us all those things part of the um part of the of the weekend or the week was that and i went up there with full intention of not engaging in this but they were doing this um guided uh in guided and microdose enhanced um therapy where they do this meditation with mdma and mushrooms some of them did just mushrooms. Other people did MDMA and the mushrooms. And you know they've been doing a lot of a lot of a lot of treatment on Vietnam vets or vets in general for PTSD um, with the MDMA and the mushrooms and so on and so forth. And so I had been I had been pondering it. I I, I was I told myself I was going to talk to my sponsor and another person and get like a steering committee of people that are in my life that are sober, that are in the program with me and just get them to weigh in on it. And I hadn't gotten to really getting around to doing that. And, and, um, but I was there and and we were literally like maybe 40 minutes away from doing this treatment. And I was like, well, I'm going to do it without the medication. I'm just going to do the meditation and try and come, you know, dig deep or whatever. And then, um, I decided to call my sponsor on the spot. So I call my sponsor and I call my other friend and I, my sponsor was like, I think it'd be fucking amazing for you.
1: Hmm.
2: And I called my friend. And my sponsor's a Vietnam vet. And I called my other friend. I said, look, you know, I just want to let you know I'm going to be doing this. I want to be accountable to you. Um, it's going to be a guided meditation under the influence of this medication. And, um, and yeah, I'm just going to be laying there basically for three and a half hours is what, what happened. So I decided to do it. And I did it. And it was the best fucking experience I've ever had. It was wow. crazy, wow. crazy insightful. Like, I mean I <clears throat> you know, I talked about how I think I talked about how before, like I had I was seduced by a dude. He was 34, I was 13. And my whole life I just identified that as my first sexual experience. I never I never identified it as as a molestation. I never felt like I was a victim. And so I just—that was just it. That was my deal. That was my truth. That was my story. And once I started seeing my therapist, he was like, "Okay, what would this be if this was your son?" And I said it would be a fucking murder case because I'd be in prison for life. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Or I'd be getting away with it. Or I'd be getting away right, with right, it. Right, one right, of the two. Right, you, know right, right, right. you know what I mean? And he's—he's uh, oh, he's like exactly. He goes, "It's a molestation." You know? He's like, and so. <clears throat> And so I came, I came to understand that, and I believed it. And I'm like, okay, cool. I understand that. I can, I can get with that. You know, I can, I can acknowledge that that's what it is, you know what I mean? Um, but even though I acknowledge that, I still am somewhere in my soul or somewhere deep inside of me. I don't even know if it – I wouldn't say so. Somewhere subconsciously, I still had this belief that I chose to do it, that I could have said no. You know what I mean? That Had I said no, it wouldn't have been forced upon me and so on and so forth. And so I still kind of subconsciously took responsibility for it, and you know it was causing problems with me and my wife. We'd have this, we'd be having talks or whatever, and you know she'd be asking me questions, and I would I would get fucking mad, and I'd start you know we'd get in an argument, or I'd fucking just like shut down and fucking walk away or whatever. And that's part of the reason why I wanted to fucking figure out what the fuck was going on, you know, cause I've heard people talk about, it. I've heard people share their experience with the MDMA and the mushrooms and even ketamine. Some people do ketamine. Right. I've never, I didn't do the ketamine, but I, other people are doing ketamine. And, and so I was just like, fuck, man, I, I, I just want to fucking, I just want to fucking, I don't want to be this fucking hard ass motherfucker that I've had to be my whole life from fucking 12 years old until now. I've had, you know what I mean? Or not even till now, but you know, prison, juvenile hall, county camps, youth authority, you know what I mean? It's like, creeper had to be. I had to be, you know what I mean? Somebody fucking steps to you, you gotta fucking react. You have to fucking be a certain way, no matter what. There's no fucking questions. If you don't, you're fucking done for, you know what I mean? You're in a wreck. And so, I was just, I'm just I've just been tired of that that persona of just fucking having to be that super hard or thinking that I had to be that super hard And so I chose to do this, you know, and one of the main things I came to understand was um, which really, really, really uh, just left – it was like a weight literally almost immediately from coming – after coming out of it, um, I just felt like a weight lifted off my shoulders. Just realizing that I was just a fucking kid doing whatever I knew how to do to survive. You know what I mean? Whether it be, you know – Use, drink, feel good, whatever it was. I was just doing what I was dealing with with the tools that I had. What this experience allowed me to do was it allowed me to not be responsible for it. It allowed me to be fucking an innocent victim, kid, not victim, but innocent kid who was victimized. You know what I mean? Who was taken advantage of. And it wasn't my fault, you know? And I was able to have that lifted off my shoulders by doing that. You know, really, and uh, and it's like now, <clears throat> and even it was weird because the, the whole time it was like I was in this meditation. I was just thinking about everything, my you know my past, that shit that happened with him, my wife, you know my sexual experiences, you know all the things that I've ever done, you know every anything that, you know all the 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 anger and the uh, fights and just all the fucking acting out, and it's like I come to realize that. <clears throat> I did those things because I was surviving, you know what I mean? Those were my tools, you know what I mean? I had it's like I didn't want to get I learned early on I'm not going to get hit first. If I fucking think something's going to go to blows, I'm swinging first, you know what I mean? Fuck that. I'm not getting hit. And so that's how I would do it. And it's like my my therapist he just he described it like I created this I created my alter ego, creeper, or whatever you want to call it, you know what I mean, and to to protect myself. You know what I mean? I was protecting myself, you know what I mean, and, you know, at an early age, 12, 13 years old, in Central Juvenile Hall, you know, fucking right down the street, you know what I mean, and, you know, youth authority, county camp, you know, numerous times, and, and um, you know, I had to protect myself, and, and that was me. That was what I did. I just fucking did what I had to do, you know, and uh, – but that experience – of taking that it's like that was that was a medication it it literally i mean it was crazy
1: what was it in that experience what was it in that experience that got you to see it that way like what transpired in the experience
2: it was it was literally like everything was focused on me as a kid and and who i was and what i was doing and you know i was you know uh my mom was working 20, you know, all the time. She wasn't there. <clears throat> my dad was not around. Youngest of three kids wasn't getting the attention I was doing, you know, wanted, not, wasn't getting the attention that I w- that I needed, you know, whether it be love or whatever you call it. And what I, what, what happened was I was in this meditated state and I'm just thinking about all those things and like what I, what I, what I did and all, you know, what I was doing and the thieving and all that stuff and, it was it was like a it was like a like a almost like a sunshine like because my eyes were closed so it was like a sunshine and it was like just radiating towards that whatever it, it whatever the being me or i don't know if i was the being or whatever it was but um and it just made me realize that i was just a young kid innocent only wanting attention only wanting to feel good, only wanting love. It's like, and then that's what we all, I mean, all kids from the time we're born until society's fucking moral values tells you, oh, you're fucking sinner. We're pure. You know what I mean? From the time that you're born until you're, until you've sinned, you know what I mean? Or whatever the fuck, you know, society's belief is, our children are pure until we're, until we're tainted, until somebody says, oh, we're, well, they're talking, you know, they're tainted now, whatever and it's like but that's all we are we're just kids. we're just fucking being we're just we're fucking god's kids fucking trying to be as 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 comfortable as as possible you know what I mean and that's what it was it was like coming out of it like i was literally laying there and i was talking we started talking there was like four of us around and we were all kind of like talking about what we experienced and what we've seen and and one of the things that i said was you know i was just a kid trying to feel good you know what i mean just wanting to feel good you know wanting attention, you know, all kids want attention and we're always fucking telling kids, Oh, you're just fucking seeking attention. Yeah. They're fucking seeking attention. That's what they want. You know what I mean? It's not a bad thing. You know what I mean? But everybody kind of labels it as a bad thing. And so those things were all coming to, you know, kind of coming out as we were, you know, physically coming out of this, out of this like meditation, we were all just kind of talking. And that's one of the main things that came up was that I was just like. I was just a kid, an innocent kid trying to feel just trying to feel as good as I could, you know what I mean? Trying to feel good, not feel bad, you know. And uh yeah. That was mostly it.
0: Is it uh, would you say <clears throat> that the experience with the medicine cause I look at that situation as a conscious choice to take medicine mm-hmm. to help you to uh to peel something back for you to be able to you know so with that medicine when you were when you did it uh did is it so what you're saying is like did it take you back in time so that you could really see smell feel your youth were you like looking at yourself as a youth did you feel like you were back in your youth no it didn't so much take me back as it
2: did just like radiated my feelings or my 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 feelings towards it, or like what happened, like I was able to just see it. You know what I mean? Like focus and like recant. You know what I mean? Like those experiences. You know, and it's like, it's like I was talking with somebody today, and it's like, you know, you had surgery, I've had surgery. We take medication for the pain for surgery, physical pain. You know, and that was one of my one of my. I don't want to say justifications but it is a justification but one of my dis- decision makers of taking and doing this was that I'm fucking been I've been dealing with this emotional pain for fucking years you know what I mean you know and it's emotional pain it's like we take pain we take medication for physical pain but, but we don't take it for emotional pain but as a drug addict and an alcoholic we drink and use drugs because we don't want to feel the emotional pain right we'd rather feel physical pain than the emotional pain And so that's one of the, you know, because it's like, that feels hard. That feels worse than physical pain, you know? And yet people are so judgmental that, oh, you're going to take this for emotional pain or whatever. It's like, you know what I mean? And that's one of my, that was one of my decisions. Like, you know, I've been dealing with this emotional pain, trauma, whatever you want to call it for fucking, you know, 36, fucking 45 years, 50 years, you know, since it happened. And, you know. It needed to get dealt with, you know what I mean? So but yeah, yeah. It, it I was able to basically not know so much to take it back, but more more just be like okay with what went down, you know what I mean? Like like just become become okay with fucking the decision. I, I think made. it's
0: really interesting, man, that you <clears throat> have the amount of time you have. I and and you came from like the type of sobriety that we Come from on the west side, Mm -hmm. but that you were also open-minded enough to to take a chance on maybe a solution that would help you. And that's because there's some people that would be they would wear this thing so tight, so tight that they might never ever get to get the solution because they're so wrapped up in that I can't because I'm a you know what I'm saying you know the the main and I'm not I'm not I would have
2: never prior to i mean I, i've i've never like i mean I, I shared about this last time my wife is is my biggest fucking fan you know what I mean and from the time that I met her until until now you know she's been <clears throat> the biggest advocate for me and and my mental health my sobriety my you know, getting in touch with the fucking trauma and just dealing with and changing as a person and becoming a better man. And, you know, I I definitely um, owe my gratitude to her pursuit in pushing me to be a better man. as a result as a result of me you know traumatizing her in certain ways lying to her in the beginning of our relationship about you know certain things women whatever the fuck it was not being honest like in my life and i'm sure you can relate to this most people most men can it's like before my wife basically my belief was if it happened before her it's none of her fucking business you know what i mean any chick that i've ever been with or whatever it's none of her business i'm not going to tell her it's going to hurt her feelings i'm not going to hurt my wife's feelings by telling her about fucking how many fucking x y and z broads i've been with mm-hmm. but my wife's the type of person she wants to know those things and she asks questions and she's a very very vocal question asker and i would fuck i would fucking lie to her she'd tell me she, she'd ask me shit and i would fucking omit it i would just like i'd tell her like half the truth and i wouldn't tell her the rest of it and then the rest of it would come out and then she'd be like you fucking lied to me and then we and then it, it became a problem because it became trauma I i wound up traumatizing her and as a result of that, you know, it's created some mistrust and some fucking, you know, shit between her and I and so we've it it put us in a position where we went to therapy and as a result of going to therapy, I was introduced to my therapist Dr. Jaffe. and and he does these he does these kind of things and and had I not met my wife, I probably would have never been introduced to that kind of a, to that kind of a decision. I would have been like fucking I'm good, you know what I mean? I'm cool with who I am. Uh-huh. Uh, that's my first sexual experience. I would have built that, would have been my truth. You know what I mean? I would have been okay with that and not put two and two together and realized all that I've realized in the time that I've been going to this doctor and talking and therapy and all these other things and this meditation, all these other things that I've done. I would have never come to the conclusion. You know what I mean? And so, therefore, it wouldn't have been an answer. I've, I know people who have done this kind of a medication and they've gone out. They, they've made a the decision to start drinking and use again and separate themselves from 12 Steps in recovery. And for me, it's like I've, I never had that desire. That's not anything in my – it wasn't anything that's ever been in my mind. My biggest fear was that my brain, my disease, as we like to call it, was going to take and run with the – ammunition of oh you fucking did this shit now you're you're fucking high or whatever you know what I mean, and that I was gonna wind up using that as an excuse to start drinking and using again. But I have no desire to drink and use. I didn't go into it with that desire. I don't have it now and I don't want to. You know what I mean? It's not my that was not my it's not my goal. You know, my goal was to get in touch with what the fuck was going on and try to figure out who I am.
1: You know, Mr so. Creeper
0: Ricky <clears throat> said Creeper retired. That's all right. He was gonna go it's through Jack. Good. It's all good.
1: All right, Jack. It's all good. Uh, <clears throat> Mr. Jack. It's all good. If. What was it that caused you before the experience to view this episode, to define it as a first sexual experience? versus a molestation why did it take so long for you and so many layers for you to get through to arrive at that well
2: well, i mean because that's just who that's just how i identified it you know what i mean it wasn't it wasn't a traumatizing situation when it happened you know what i mean it wasn't like i was forced to do it or anything and so as a result of that i i I created that I, i mean i i I identified it as that, as my first sexual experience. And so when I did, even when I did come to understand, come to talk to my my therapist and my, wife and my wife and come to the realization, not even the realization, but come to the, I mean, because I realized it, I think ultimately I always know, I always knew that it was, you know what I mean? I knew that if, if that shit happened to my kid prior to me talking to my therapist, if it happened to my kid, I know for a fact it would have been what it is, you know what I mean? but for some reason i took it on as my responsibility i took responsibility for it and so as a result of that i identified it differently and so of i took I, I took the power right and that's and i think that me taking that power and that was me also one of the things with my my stealing and the fighting and all the, th- the shit that i've ever done in, you know in in the rest of my life was me ultimately in that situation when it happened i wasn't in control i didn't have any power and by me taking responsibility of that situation i took the power that was me trying to take the power and throughout my life me swinging first me fucking stealing shit me seeking attention that was my that was me taking control of the situation and being in control Mm -hmm. and having to be in control for the whole time my whole life i've always had to be in control of every situation i've ever been in you know and that was why i believe and that's what i've come to realize is that because i wasn't in control of that situation took had
0: to be. i took You're responsibility. responsible i took responsibility and i had
2: to be in control of every situation
0: since then so to admit that you weren't in control before well, I didn't, oh i didn't know you that didn't know. i was wanting it I right didn't right, know. right 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 it wasn't even an equation no it wasn't i
2: didn't even know i didn't even i wasn't even you didn't know there was
0: another option
2: to it no i mean, I mean when it happened it was like fucking it happened you know what i mean it was it felt you know i was fucking high it felt good fucking you know what i mean and i let it happen you know but i wasn't in control you know what i mean physically yes, you know right. but i told myself after the situation you know i ran it in my head and i always told myself i could have said no but I didn't, and so that's why I identified it as my first sexual experience but so, but ultimately, so, I couldn't have said no, no mr
1: mr Mr Lux, Mr mm. Big Lux mm. so to me so i'm 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 listening to that, but but I also heard Jack say that somewhere deep down, he knew it wasn't that way because he didn't need to go to therapy to if that happened to his son. He knows exactly what yeah. it was and what he would have done. But so, that's uh, pretty but, much but the thing. Where, where do you, yeah. Where? Do, how do you re- put those together, or how do those work together in the in in the mind of somebody like uh, like Jack?
0: I feel like it's the similar thing. Is like when he's saying, "I didn't need to know that. I knew that in my head, anyways." You know, part of me deep inside knew that. I think it's like that. Listen, man. When your kid's getting loaded, and you're trying to pretend that they're not getting loaded, mm. but you knew they're getting loaded. All right, if a guys like wife's cheating, he's telling himself all these excuses, but he knows his wife. You know, I'm not saying it's the same thing, but what I'm saying is your mind can illuminate anything, any color you want it to be, and keep it moving. And I, I think ultimately, though, I think what it was is even though I knew. Even though
2: I I knew when it happened that it was a molestation. Mm -hmm. I knew that it wasn't fucking cool. You know what I mean? Right. I knew that this motherfucker was a predator. Right. Okay, that's not the issue. And even though I went to therapy and I knew and my doctor was able to walk me through it and get me to it, see, you know, verbally say what it is, I was able to say it. And that's the thing that this medication was able to allow me to do was to fucking know it. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, even though I understood it was what it was, mm-hmm. I wasn't able to, I didn't, like, in my soul, I wasn't able to just fucking say, I was, I was fucking molested, and let it go, and not take responsibility for it. You know what I mean? Is because, it because I was... Go ahead. Is it,
1: because, is it because the the concept of being molested means that you were weak at that moment? Is it because of the idea that it was a victim? Yeah, no, the that goes it's, along Well, with
2: it. it's shame, yeah. It's all fucking shame-based, you know? But it's like, if I was in control, which I told myself I, I could have said no, I was saying that I was in control, and so therefore I'm taking away the shame.
0: Like you had a choice in the matter. Exactly. Yeah.
2: But I didn't. Ultimately, I didn't, you know what I mean? And... And even though I knew that before I did this meditation and this medication, it's where meditation and medication, um, even though I was able to do, you know, I knew this before I did this treatment, somewhere deep inside, I still was fucking holding on to that. I chose to do it. And I was responsible. And that's why I wound up getting mad with my wife when we'd have these talks because in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, I I fucking chose to do this. And then she's upset that it happened and talking shit about what went down and how the things and how fucking disgusting it is. And I'm like, well, yeah, but I made that choice to do that. And yet, so I'm fucking disgusting. You know what I mean? And so I was taking that on as a personal thing, as a personal hit. And that's why I was getting mad. And when I did this treatment, I was able to
0: let go of that shit. You will yeah. recognize that you were a child. Yeah. yeah, I was just a fucking kid doing whatever I could to fucking survive. Yeah, yeah you you got to remove the whole seduction. Yeah, out of it. Yeah. Of not be, knowing you were being seduced. Yeah, him, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, you know, human. <clears throat> you know, I talked about like there's layers to like yours. I feel like I feel like this was like y- you took some medicine that helped. Like the honest, the truth be revealed to yeah. you, right? To my soul. Not even to me, but to my mind, yes, I knew. But it's right. to my soul. You know what I mean? It's like... It's right. that's right. Right. What aligning, aligning with yeah. your soul. Yeah. Like, I had told a story about a woman, Chumon. I, I don't know if you remember. And you know what? Jack might know this woman. There's a woman that got sober on the West Side. And now this woman has 15 years, 18 years of sobriety but in she got like 3 or 4 years together and was helping all these and then she got loaded then she got like another like 5 years and then got loaded well each she got up and she shared i saw her when she got 5 years and then she got loaded she came back and spoke after she got loaded fires and she spoke in front of a room full of people and she talked about her her, her mom's boyfriend coming into her bedroom at nighttime when her mom would be working, and he would go down on her, mm. and she was only like nine or ten years old, right?
1: I will fucking kill that listen. Guy. Listen will, to this. I- listen to this.
0: Listen to this. So she got sober for a little while, but couldn't tell that secret. She couldn't tell that secret, and she got loaded. Mm-hmm. Well, then she finally was able to confess that secret Mm -hmm. to her sponsor that she was so ashamed of. And she stayed sober for five years. Now, when I hear her speak, when she now has 15 years sobriety, she goes, every though she goes, you want to know why I was able to stay sober now for 15 years consecutively. And everybody's like, why? She goes, because the ultimate truth of that story was that I, I, Looked forward to him c- coming in at nighttime because yeah, it felt good. To because her. it felt good. Yeah, she was a fucking kid and it was feeling good, and she right? wanted it. She, she wanted, wanted it. to feel good, and she was just she couldn't. She was taking the she responsibility in a way too of yeah. guilt. So right? she was
2: guilting herself because she felt so she because she, felt it, because, because she liked it because she liked
0: it. it. Yeah. So, but without, so she was holding judgment on herself, on herself mm-hmm. about that. And she couldn't stay sober because of it until she came and expressed to another person the full. On- Am I making sense, Chumon? Well, it's kind of like I said. I don't yeah. know if you
2: remember the last time I was here. I was talking about being being honest, being honest with God. I think I said something about, you know, oh, you can be oh, yeah. honest with God, you and God, me and I'm I'm honest with God. God knows all my secrets. He's right there. He knows everything I fucking do. But if I don't fucking say to somebody else, that's why it says in the book, admit it to God, to ourselves, and to another, another human being. being. It didn't say admit it to God, to ourselves, because God fucking knows all the time. <laughs> that's why they say take you know, another human being, because that takes the shame away from it. Because there's no shame with God, you know what I mean? God's there, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it takes the shame away from it, and it takes the fucking blame away from it, you know what I mean? Because you're being honest with another soul, you know what I mean? So she blamed herself. And that's kind of like the same thing with me is like, I had this in me. And so I was so angry because of that. And I would act out on it, my anger. I didn't get high. I didn't get loaded behind it. Mm-hmm. But I was fucking, I mean, how many times have I fucking been in the meeting and fucking slapped somebody? Right, right, right. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I, think, I can, you know, this <laughs> week's <laughs> like, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, numerous times, you know, I think the last time I, I think, mm-hmm. I think the last time I fucking did something like that was like, it was like five years ago,
0: maybe. You were you were you were about to kick you are about to knock some dude's head off uh, one day when we were just driving a couple years ago <laughs> we were in bed with a puppy. He, yeah, fucking yeah, he fucking kicked his fucking dog. He kicked his dog and you he fucking kicked jumped his out fucking of the dog.
2: Me and Steve were driving in my truck and this dude, this fucking homeless dude kicked his fucking dog as we were coming around the corner and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And I fucking put my truck in park and I jumped out of my fucking yep. truck and I fucking told him, "Kick him again, motherfucker." And he's like, "Oh, what 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 am I like, kick him again, motherfucker?" And he's like, oh, "You're kicking him? Yeah, you did." I said, "I just fucking watched you do it. kick him
0: again." He <laughs> fuck- was like, "Kick him, watch what I do to you." <laughs> yeah, everybody was coming out, we but like, yeah, but Abba yeah, Abbie Kinney you know, and, Abba Kinney it, and, and uh, Andalusia, yeah, 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 yeah. But there was a, uh, but there's plenty of stories. Of but it's Jack like you know I mean? and,
2: and that was, in and you know, I mean, I hate to say it, but that was probably me fucking, you know, f- acting out to feel good. You know what I mean? To feel good about my shit. You know what I mean? Subconsciously, not yeah. fucking being okay with who I was, and having to Taking fucking control. take control of a situation, flex up, flex up check feel your, better, check
0: your ego real quick, right? Feel
2: better, get yeah, a fucking yeah. pop, whatever you know what I mean? It's yeah. like you know, and you know, yeah. I mean,
1: who could ju- who could judge a guy that was defending a dog? You know what I mean? And it's out. like you know, yeah. But yeah Steve was true. like, oh, he kicked it off. <laughs> Steve
2: was right there with me. <laughs> he jumped out too. He was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, that was fucking funny. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, that's, you know, and unfortunately I've acted out like that. You know, I mean, I've done it in situations. I had a situation on Avicenni. I'm standing there with my wife at Abbott's pizza and I look over and these fucking three people, these two this chick and these two dudes are just start fucking beating this dude. They are either at the liquor store. They're like hitting him fucking he's like trying to run back in the liquor store and they're fucking just on him. And uh he comes tries to come outside and tries to leave and they're they're fucking beating him up and i'm just like everybody's just fucking standing around fucking videotaping and watching it and i'm like what the fuck and i look he and the dudes the two 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 of the dudes kind of walk away and they were all homeless dudes you know what i mean these are kind of the same dudes that were sitting there with the dog right, those right, same right, fucking right, right. hoot it yeah. was right around that same time actually and it was uh some of those same kind of transient street punks and um The dudes walked away from the guy, and the chick was left over by him. She kept fucking with him, and he fucking just hauled off and dropped her. And when he nailed her and knocked her out, they fucking just ran up on him. They started just stomping him. And there's like three or four of them on him at this time, and he's just getting beat. And I'm like, I'm standing. I I couldn't fucking let it go down. So I got involved. I jumped in. I'm like, fucking, yo, motherfucker, you guys need to fucking stop. My wife's right there, my fucking dog was a puppy. She's holding my fucking dog at the time. It's a puppy. And she's like fucking Oh my God, my fucking husband's gonna get fucking stabbed for something. Mm-hmm. So I'm fucking up on these fools and I'm flexing up. I'm like, you need to fucking stop, motherfucker. And they're like, "What? The fuck you, motherfuckers and they start yelling fucking Venice, this, Venice, that and I'm like, Oh no. I'm like, check I'm like, motherfuckers and I start fucking, you know, yelling my stupid shit and I start yeah, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, running yeah. off of the mountain. One of them's yelling show line, the other one's yelling fucking suicide. One of them mouths off and says suicide. Yeah. I'm like, oh, here we go, motherfucker! <laughs> and I'm like, motherfucker, this is my motherfucking neighborhood, you know. And I'm like flexing, I'm like squaring off. They start coming at me with skateboards. One of them pulls a fucking knife, dude, and fucking I'm backstepping. I'm like, fuck! So now there's like three of them. Two of them's trying to get to the back of me, trying to get on my side. The dudes in front of me, and I'm just trying to do my best to keep them all kind of like, at, you know, in my peripheral. Mm-hmm. And right as I, right as I fucking get back towards. Um, not quite to Jolena. I get to that, that uh that driveway before Jolina mm-hmm. and I hear out of the, I see out of the corner of my eye the fucking blue lights. The cop's fucking coming. And they hit their lights or hit their hit their siren little whoop. And right as he did that, fucking, I just lunged at this fool and just started to go after him. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, okay, these fools are here. They got my back now. No. <laughs> I'm going <gonna laughs> to fucking did. take off on this fool and yeah, get yeah. mine. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And
2: so I rushed him, and I fucking come off at him, and he, dro- he dropped the knife. And that was when he did it. He dropped the knife, and then that's when I rushed him. Because as soon as they hit their blue lights, he threw the knife down. And... uh and I fucking rushed them, and then they, of course, they cor- you know corralled everybody. And then they fucking look at the video from the store, you know what I mean? They get video from two or, I think Abbots, sure, and they ah. watched everything. And then they fucking was like, All right, they had us all in handcuffs. So at first, and I was like, My wife's like, Mother, they were like, and I'm like, fucking, babe, it's like, it's fine, I'm good, I didn't do anything, I'm good. You know what I mean? They were coming at me, and then uh, they were like, You want to press charges? I'm like, No, nah, I'm good, dude. But they were like, Well, they showed, they seen it on video. That he had brandished that fucking the knife, so they were like, They're taking him anyway. I'm like, All right, whatever. But yeah, that was just me acting out, dude. You hear that, Chumon? Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh,
1: I heard the whole thing.
0: Yeah, you did. Acting out, fucking you know. A. And that's the most expensive street in America uh, is Abbott Kenny's. All oh, that I shit happened on Abbott Kenny, too. I bet. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, but that's it. It was just,
2: you know. You know my justifications. You know what I mean. It was me and doing my fucking thing. You know, trying to fucking feel better. I don't know. Be so constantly maybe feel better. Had to be that tough guy or whatever. You know what I mean. You know
0: what's interesting, man. You talk a. You you have a lot of good things. I feel like to say about relationship. The way why I don't hear a lot of guys talk about their wives. The way I hear you talk about your wife, Chuan certainly does. Yeah. But uh-huh. what do you say, Chuan? Jack's got, Jack's got a lot of knowledge, man. Like, we were talking about your show after your show was over, mm. and me and Jumon were like, dude, that guy needs to come in and give, like, <laughs> so- sobriety and couples uh, yeah, I don't know about uh, suggestions. No. Like, once a month, well, we need this dude listen, here, man. I'm Working regurgitating. It I'm regurgitating. I will say
1: this. I'll, I'll say this about Jack for sure, because Big Lux is right. We did do that. And the thing of it is is, Not only do you say stuff that's unexpected about relationships and the women in your life and all of that, but you've also got, you've also tried the other road thoroughly. So you're not like some guy that, you know, never got in any trouble and it was like, well, you know, my wife is helping me. You know, you're a guy that actually... You know, went down that road a long way, bro. As far as somebody can take it without losing a limb or something. And, and it then... speaks in volume because of that.
2: Well, I mean I mean. Right. I,
1: I... And so then to come back around and be able to say I love my wife and she's really oh, you know pushed me to the next level. I wouldn't be the man. I, I wouldn't be the man
2: life. I am today without her in my See, life.
1: See, we don't hear that, bro. I, I almost wanna
0: say to you, man, that I, I don't hear it genuinely and I very rarely hear anything like that. Uh, would well, you agree with me? Juman? Well, I mean, there's a lot of people. It's ego. Yeah, I'm talking right? about and on the, the show. The show. I'm talking about on the show.
1: Yeah, I, I'll say it. I don't know who Big Lux hangs out with, but for me, I can only speak for me. But I don't even hear it regularly in my in my circles even.
2: Well, I mean, you know, it's not it's not a subject that you talk a lot with, you know, openly in a like a, you know, in a fucking dinner party or whatever. You know what I mean? But I mean, when I go to meetings and I share from the podium or when mm-hmm. I speak. You know, which I'm going to be doing here on the on the 18th, I think. I'm going to be speaking for like 45 minutes at this meeting. I'm coming. Right. Um. And you know, I share about those things because that's fucking my truth. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll I will share it with anybody. I don't have a problem sharing with anybody any time, but I mean, if the subject comes up. But you know, a lot of times the subject has to come up. You know what I mean? Unless I'm just telling my story.
1: Hey, uh, hold on a second here. I gotta do something.
2: Hmm, yeah.
1: Yeah, what about this juice? Speaking of yeah, your wife. look at me, look at me. Well, yeah, I'm yeah. going to take over for minute.
2: The me.
0: juice. Yeah, go ahead. The juice. You guys see that? This is wife's place. Two locations. Two location. What's your location? <laughs> go ahead. Uh, I know one is in the downtown, the market.
2: Grand Central Market. Grand Central Market. Grand Central Market on the Broadway side. Yep. Next to Egg Slut. And then the original location where she does all the juicing is in downtown Atwater on Glendale Boulevard.
0: Cold pressed real. Yeah, organic. This, this stuff is insane. And you guys listen to me. Everybody watches me Watches me when I post these and I'm going to post it again. The Juice. Is it at?
2: It's the Juice LA. LA. The Juice LA. Um, and it's at the Juice
0: LA on Instagram, I believe. Yes. Um, and just, and, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, just wonderful stuff, man. I mean, they, yeah. they, he brings me this stuff. I'm, so, I'm lucky to, to have it. Guess he peeped that out. Yeah. Also, what's up with uh, you, want, you want to plug your bins?
2: It is what it is. Power washing, high power pressure washing.
0: High power pressure washing.
2: He yeah, was talking to the old blue eyes himself over there earlier. <laughs> just doing it, you know. Restaurants, outside dining areas, mm-hmm. whatever houses patios guys hear that all that shit you Same. know refinishing wood fences wood decks furniture teak furniture whatever i'm also just trying to do some not i don't, know, I don't like to call it art because i don't like to, i don't I'm not, i don't look at myself as an artist but i like i've been working with wood and doing some turning on, a, on my lathe i have a lathe at home and just you know spinning some bowls and shit my wife bought me a lathe for my birthday and just making bowls and Little cups and shit, and trying to go bigger and do some different shit. Just making shit out of pieces of wood. Pieces of wood that most people would throw away.
1: Right. Jack might be the most masculine dude we've had on the show. <laughs> uh, the motherfucker just talked about taking a knife out of someone's hands, beating the shit out of him. I didn't him, take the knife out of his I didn't
2: take the knife out of it. I didn't take the knife. I didn't take the
0: knife. He's definitely up there with Tate uh, Fletcher, you know. I didn't, one of the I didn't most take masculine the knife. Guys I didn't wow. take
2: the knife out of his hands. He threw the knife when the cops came and then I rushed him.
1: Yeah, he threw the knife when he saw your lathe and he saw what you could do with a piece of
2: wood. Saw your lathe. <laughs> but my wife. Life likes to say that I'm one of a dying breed, you know, because there's not a lot of fucking in our, know, I mean, outside of our generation, you know, motherfuckers don't, they don't work with their hands anymore, you know what I mean? Last of the Mohicans. They don't like to work with their hands. They're fucking <laughs> a bunch of fucking pussies. That's
0: right. That's right. Last of the Mohicans, right? That's right. Last of the Mohicans, right, right. there.
2: You know, working on cars, you know, working with wood, working with my hand, you know, all that shit. You know what I mean? Welding, wood, and
1: all that. Just come out and say it, right? man. Last yeah. of the men. Last, Last of, the, of men. the goddamn men. Just yeah.
0: say it. And if Get you don't, know, and now if you want to work with, the, and then now if you, if you're like, hey, I like working with my hands, like, oh, he's a chauvinist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's a chauvinist pig. He's a chauvinist. You know? <laughs> so there you go. <coughs> Fucking scumbag, you know? Yeah. Not true. <laughs> do want put lotion. You should think about getting lotion and a pedicure on your fucking hands.
1: Fuck that. No, but listen. Man. Listen, though. But, no. but Jack's a man who's a dying breed who works with his hands, but he's also doing the inner work. That's it. that's it. That's not toxic masculinity.
2: That's it. He's doing me?
1: the inner work.
2: Mm, that's the key. You know, it's like. You know, I mean, it's like we, we all wanna, we all wanna feel good. You know what I mean? We all, I mean, we all wanna be our best self. You know what I mean? You know, I mean, and that's all we can do. You know?
1: That's it, man. It's come at good. me with a skateboard, you punk, or you can oh, to Or a pocket
0: self. knife. Or a pocket knife. You don't let the cops show up. and <laughs> going uh, drop one of you right uh, before we get fucking cuffed right. up. <laughs> all right, <laughs> right listen, Supermax Hardware.
1: Oh, oh
0: hold on, time. hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh yeah, come oh, on, on. Supermax. Supermax Hardware www.supermaxhardware.com and if you Hold peep on. out you can peep out oh. our guy real quick bam. there it is bam bam Superman. supermax in the house in the house all That's right the, he always reps lost z boys here too yeah yeah underground yeah. um supermax.com peep us out <clears throat> also cookies sf and vibes papers and these shows are brought to you by vibes by cookies and Hand that over, Bolt CBD, Bolt and Alien. These are our sponsors. There you go, Bolt CBD. Keep those away Boom. from Chumahan. And vibes <laughs> rolling. Yeah, yeah, right? I don't need anything in that place <laughs> Enzo, Enzo's Pizzeria, thank you for the great uh, eggplant parmesan sandwiches that you sent over tonight. We appreciate that. I didn't get one of those, uh, Chumahan. I hope you got that vegan pizza we sent you. And uh, I did. Thank you, Enzo's Pizzeria. And uh, Esteban uh, Oro. Shout out to the Souls. <laughs> staff. Esteban. Esteban. Sean at movemental.media for all your audio and podcast needs. Hey, check it out. Hit us up.
1: www.hardluckshow.com <laughs> Go on, Jumon. Chooey. Yo, On The Bone Choo-choo. LLP, we protect artists, juicers, Choo. and anybody in between. Give us a call. And
0: Anybody get caught up in between the juice press? he's gonna come represent you the hey listen press.
1: anybody talk shit about a lathe
0: uh-huh. they're gonna have
1: to deal with me oh, right? i don't
0: come fuck on. with that i would work or die and if you feel the pressure and you feel like you're getting pressed like a juice machine <laughs> you get with you get the pressure off of you
2: you don't have to get, pressed. <laughs> don't, get don't get pressured ah right, you feel oh, the pressure you get me pressed
0: Pressure. Get your oh, ass in a bottle if you're getting oh, pressed. Oh. All right. Well,
1: that's it, Listen. Pressure wash pressure,
0: pressure case. Watch. Remember yeah, that high remember power that
1: term? Pressure case. Yeah. Pressure
0: <laughs> case.
2: Panic pressure gate. Right. <laughs> Fucking <Panic button>. pressure <laughs> case.
0: <laughs> we hey, like I, we do about this time, but hey, the Hard Luck Show, Mondays and Thursdays, twice a week. Mondays and Thursdays always a smooth show. Thanks for coming. We're out of here. I'll still love you stuff.
1: Peace.